This is the Attention Collection Podcast, a show dedicated to the art of paying attention, to the idea that awareness is ever-expanding, and to the core belief that everyone is capable of living a life worth noticing. I'm Anthony Garcia. So one of the problems with doing a podcast episode around a holiday is that if somebody stumbles onto it at a different point in the year, it might not make much sense and they might just keep moving on to the next thing. But fortunately, I think this episode will be evergreen regardless of when you find it. So with that being said, happy Thanksgiving to you. Here's the truth. In much of American society, Thanksgiving is little more than a Black Friday pre-show. We'll do parades, we'll do the football game. It's a chance to pause and say thanks, right before running out to say more, please. I say this without any judgment, honestly. For most of my life, Thanksgiving hasn't meant much more than guilt-free calories and a celebration of my favorite pastime, napping. And then you mix in some family interaction and some grateful reflection. But as I get older, and the older I watch my children become, time, or at least what we experience as time, is zipping by, and Thanksgiving is a culturally sanctioned opportunity to slow down. It's like a permission slip to the culture to slow down and take it all in. And people take to social media to express this appreciation for family, for friends, for the things we often take for granted. It's like a system reset, a collective sigh. It's a group smile. It's as if we all agree to put down our busy and put on our sweatpants for one day, or at least until Kohl's dumps out the doorbusters. And then, you know, see you later, Grandma. It's a mad dash to lock pace with the Joneses. But I'm honestly starting to get the sense that our growing dissatisfaction with the status quo is starting to show. Just a little. One day to be appreciative clearly isn't enough. Deep down, I think we all really want to be thankful. And we stumble onto moments of thankfulness throughout the year. We catch ourselves appreciating things. We catch ourselves appreciating people from time to time. And some of us seem to be naturally attuned to noticing the good stuff. But for most of us, or maybe many of us, thankfulness shows up out of nowhere, and then it leaves before we get the chance to say hello. It's like that cousin who shows up in time for Thanksgiving dinner and then dips out before it's time to clear the table. We all have that cousin, right? So what can we do? What does it mean to be regularly thankful? Is that even a thing? So I always go to definitions of words because I'm fascinated by what we initially meant by something because definitions so often change, words evolve. And one of the first definitions for thankful is conscious of benefit received. That word conscious is key. It's hard to be grateful in your sleep, but unfortunately that's most of our default state in life. We're asleep to the things that matter. 
But the people who inspire us most, the ones who are glowing with gratitude, they always seem to have one thing in common. They're not all wealthy or connected or attractive or smart, but they all seem to see the fullness of every moment, of every interaction. They seem to not take anything for granted. There's a quote around gratitude that I love. I come back to it all the time. It says, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. That quote in and of itself is beautiful. If you were to be scrolling through social media and bumped into that quote, you would notice the significance of it. You know, you would catch the beauty. If you walked into someone's home and they had it framed on the wall, you would probably stop to read it. You might even read it more than once. And you would probably ask, hey, who's that from? And if you did, the answer to that question would make the statement that much richer. That quote is from someone called Melody Beattie. And this is a little bit of her backstory. As a baby, her father left almost immediately from the family. She was kidnapped at the age of four and fortunately was then returned Unfortunately, her home life wasn't much safer. For years, she was neglected by her mom. She was sexually abused by a neighbor. All of this led her to start drinking at the age of 12 years old. And by the time she was 13, she was a full-blown alcoholic. This led to years of substance abuse through her entire teens to the age of 18 when she was literally stealing drugs with her friends. Fortunately, there was a bright spot in her story and she was able to seek recovery. And in that recovery, in that season of her life, she met a man who was also in recovery from alcohol. And he was involved in the 12-step program. He was actually a leader. And they fell in love and they got married and they had a child but unfortunately, she later discovered that her recovered husband was not quite recovered and had been hiding his alcoholism. He had relapsed and had kept that a secret. And that led to a huge issue in their relationship that subsequently led to their divorce. And then due to the divorce, she ended up in a financial situation that was dire. But another bright spot emerges. She had always been intelligent. She had always done pretty well in school. So she put all of her weight into being a writer and she became a journalist. And she went on to publish 15 books. 
She's written hundreds of articles. She's been featured on Oprah and on Time. But even in the midst of this success, she suffers another blow. Her 12-year-old son is killed in a ski accident. And this set her back so much. She said basically she wanted to die, but she just kept waking up. Now, this is the woman who not before life fell apart, but after and in the midst of dire situations, wrote, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. Those words are not just a beautiful phrase that you can sew on a throw pillow. This isn't a refrigerator magnet. This is not artificial sweetener to help us get by our days. This is someone who knows the richness and the power and the transformative nature of gratitude. You know, gratitude isn't a side dish we add to prop up the main course. It's the centerpiece of the whole meal. And it can sit right alongside sadness and disappointment. It isn't incompatible with pain or loss. It actually serves to bring out the richness in even the most bitter situations. And in gratitude, we find that there's room at the table for even the most difficult members of the family. But do you know what's interesting? Do you know what you won't find sitting next to real gratitude at the table? Resentment. You won't find judgment. You won't find finger pointing and shame. There's no room at the table for those things when gratitude is present. And, and the most of all, the, the best thing of all is that gratitude turns Thanksgiving Day into Thanksgiving life. And the truth is most of us don't have Melody Beattie's story. Most of our lives, most of the bumps and bruises that we've encountered don't stack up to that kind of trauma. And yet there are some people who are listening to this who might even have suffered more. But this isn't about comparison. Every single one of us has beauty and every single one of us has pain. We all have bright spots in our lives and we all have darkness. But the thing that connects us all is that we all have access to gratitude. So how do we bring this into our real everyday lives? Practice. It's little things. Is there a movie that brings you back to a moment in time or makes you feel at home when you watch it? Think about it. Do this. Say no to something else this week and carve out time to watch it. And then while you're watching it, say your favorite lines out loud with the characters. Laugh obnoxiously loud at the funny parts or cry like a fool in the tender moments. Is there an album or a song that's so close to your heart that you feel like you could have written it? Sit back. Put it on. Live in the notes. Repeat. Is there a person who can't possibly know how much they've done for you? Perhaps without even trying or realizing. 
tell them. Give thanks for them, literally. Or is there someone you've been waiting to forgive? Stop waiting. You're not holding them back. You're holding yourself back. So have the funeral. Breathe. And then move ahead. And P.S. If you are the someone you've been waiting to forgive, it's time. You'll notice that none of the things I just said require an official holiday or group participation. We can do them any day or we can do them every day. That is how you turn Thanksgiving Day into Thanksgiving. And the beauty is that at any point, we can all see this life worth noticing. It's all in the art of paying attention. Happy Thanksgiving. I'd like to pause here and say thank you. I'm genuinely thankful for every single person who engages with this podcast. If this is your first time or you've been here since the beginning, I appreciate you. And if you feel like this has given you some kind of value, as always, feel free to share this. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review and tell the others. If you know somebody who doesn't have Apple, point them to Stitcher or point them to Spotify. And we'll see you next time.